morning, James. Good morning, Gene. Um, good to see you today, um, uh, as always. Um, hopefully, have a few minutes to have our um, thoughts and mind exchange here. Minds exchange. Um, I have some questions for you. Really wanted to ban some ideas off of you, if you sure. don't mind. Um, I've been thinking, this is more of a, maybe a philosophical question, but nevertheless, uh, it drives, uh, you know, drives what we do, right? We as organizational design consul consultants, uh, trainers and coaches. Um, let's just say, if you, if you put yourself in the, in the shoes of an organization or the highest, the highest, most empowered organizational leader, and if you wanted to improve, if you wanted to improve your organization and you wanted to do it relatively fast, or at least you wanted to see results, uh, the, the fruits that you, you know, the, the goodness of your efforts, if you wanted to see them relatively fast, uh, how would you approach this? Would you approach this by uh, trying to um, expose an entire organization to changes, uh, trying to do many, uh, you know, wide, but perhaps maybe not as deep changes, superficial changes, or would you uh, do something like um, a less adoption experiment by going very deep and narrow uh, as a parallel organization approach and or as very strong uh, protective ring fence structure that um, allows you to run this adoption? Uh, what are your thoughts on this? So if one decides to change structure, and, and thereby change culture. Definitely doing something deep and narrow where you only do, you know, half a dozen teams to start with and implement a less like structure or something comparable in that is definitely the way to go when you do that organizational change. One of the, one of the things, though, that, that I've seen is, well, we don't have time, you know, management will think, well, we don't have time to do something as drastic as create a new parallel organization and implement new roles and responsibilities and completely restructure things. We just don't have time to do that. We need to get, you know, improvement quickly. And so, and maybe we have all kinds of quality problems. We don't have continuous integration. We don't have uh, uh, test first development and we're not, uh, uh, you know, we're not building enough of the stuff that the customer actually wants. And the best way in their mind oftentimes to achieve this is, well, let's let's micro focus our our uh, management energies and let's force the system into doing these things. So if we put enough management pressure on the system, then we can, you know, squeeze out these things. And to some extent, that's true. But in large measure, the truth is the system just pushes back. Um and it, and it doesn't work. And if you want real change, um, my experience is that you have to change the ecosystem. You have to change the garden in which the plants are growing. And you can't yell at the you know you can't yell at the tomato plant and hope that it's going to grow better because you're yelling at it every day. It doesn't work. But you can change the soil conditions, and all of a sudden everything grows better. And I find that. Uh, when I've been in companies where we implement some sort of isolated context, a bubble, a parallel organization, a studio model, whatever you want to call this sort of uh, context, 
um, the people in that are pl- that choose to be in there, be in there, they wake up and they start putting all of their creative energies into their work in a way they never did before. The uh, the quality of the output becomes vastly better. Um, the odds that they're building something that actually is what the customer wants goes way up. It may or may not be as much stuff as they built before, um, but what they're building will have higher value. And, you know, they improve in organization in organizational terms. They improve almost overnight. Um, you know, you know, a month or two is, is a blink of the eye from a from an organizational perspective. Um, now. You'll hear people say that when you first start an adoption that, you know, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. And to some extent, that's true in the sense that many problems become transparent that were always there, but they just they weren't obvious. And now under under the the constraints of trying to do this new way. Um, all these problems come to the surface in a way that were were never obvious before, even though they were there. And in that way, yes, it does kind of get worse before it gets better. Um, but in another way, uh, my experience is the reality is that the organization stops digging the hole deeper almost immediately, and they almost immediately begin to start to climb out of the hole and, and make things better. Now, it may take a long time because they've been digging this hole for a decade or two, but uh, things get better almost instantly. Um, and if you do this other approach and you just we're just going to put pressure on the system, it, it never actually does anything. Uh, maybe it, it has some short-term impact, uh, but, but not for long, and the system will push back. And it'll push back you know, usually pretty hard. Anyway, what are your thoughts, Gene? Yeah, I think I'm mean, in general. I, I I think the harder you push, the, you know, the the more um, the more resistance you shall get, and that's why trying to move a huge boulder off the road, uh, you know, just by applying direct force may not be as easy. Sometimes it's easier to uh, chop it up and 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 kind of remove it in pieces. So that's what you were alluding to. Uh, that, that's probably a deep and narrow approach uh, that we would always consider first. Also, it's a very good experimental approach because it's 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 less risky. It's not free, but it's cheaper uh, in terms of reputation, credibility, and 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 funding. Uh, when you do this to like 50, 60 man organization, men and women operation versus 20,000 people. Uh, being thrown under the bus and, oh, we're doing an agile transformation. Guess how many millions of dollars will that cost? So I always put a budget and spend on it. So in, in general, I am uh, uh, very much um, in agreement with you, and I think um, your points are very valid. I, I, As we were talking, I just remembered something else. Um, you know, one of the recent discussions with one of my clients, with senior managers, um, he was asking for advice, um, for consultation really, uh, how to go about expanding his own organization's um, agile uh, expertise internally. Like, what do you go, who to ask for, who to look for, and how to engage these people. 
So I don't know, maybe if so, you want, I can quickly share now. Yeah. yeah. So I think, you know, something we've talked about in the past some is that to do the kinds of changes that are needed to, to, to fix the garden, to make it so that you can grow the kind of plants you want, even though, of course, you're mm-hmm. going to do one requirement area at a time, uh, just, you know, that 50, 60 people, um, is you need to get everybody on the same page. And I don't know how to do that, a better way, a better way to do that than to, you know, do a certified less practitioner in a private context or perhaps a certified less for executives, almost the same thing, um, where you have management in the room, you have some of the senior engineers and the senior testers in the room, um, and you're able to, to make sure that people understand the reasons for something like less and also to understand what it is. So if they decide to say yes, they know what they're saying yes to. By the end of three days, they know, am I someone that they actually want to work with? Uh, because, you know, this is, this is not a three-day thing. This, this will go on for a long time. Um, you know, you've gone on a first date. Uh, it also lets me get to know how serious are they about doing real change. And so, although I have not done this in the past, as I believe I should have, um, I've suffered from some of the the problems of not having done so. So I certainly would, uh, this is what I've been doing, trying to go forward is to, so let's start, let's set the stage with some training so that we get alignment, so that people understand what they're asking for, they understand the reasons. And then if we choose to move forward, hopefully the adoption will go much smoother because the alignment that we'll need will be there, um, at least to a greater extent than it would otherwise be. Um, that that was it. Yeah. Uh, any any thoughts or recap? You think worth makes sense? Um, I, I'm thinking if I could um, if I could um, any add anything to what you just said. I think nothing that would be uniquely different, just because the way you frame this is very consistent with my own views. Um, I think uh, whoever takes one, one, one extra caveat to this, um, it is, in, in my experience, if, let's just say there are a few senior executives uh, organizationally, position, properly positioned organizationally, they can do this, potentially. Potentially they can, but um, getting proper guidance from someone who is outside of their own organization who can see from outside in and not feel um, institutionalized and, and um, you know, obligated to, to make everyone happy and uh, uh, feeling under pressure and scrutiny because he or she are part of the same very organization. This is an important factor. So what comes to mind is this. If senior executives actually want to do this uh, correctly or at least maximize their chances, they need to know how to balance between building their own internal expertise by minimizing the number of people I engage and not turning in, into power towers and centers of excellence <laughs> and bring in some yeah. uh, more experienced executive uh, consultants and um, practitioners from outside who could uh, help 
uh, along the way, show Libay example, uh, not try to ex expand their business uh, at expense of your organization's uh, year-end budget, and of course, help you balance um, between building you know, internal expertise and also constantly being in touch with external um, never-ending knowledge flow. And what brings, uh, what comes to mind now, the three very important dimensions that organizational executives need to make um, to see. Uh, external versus internal engagements. Don't build internal power towers and, and, and centers of excellence just because you have budgets to burn. Uh, when you do build internal uh, structures, minimize them in, uh, and balance also between centralized and decentralized um, assignment of those people. Uh, maybe have uh, like learning and development structure that uh, spearheads all of the um, great learning that comes from outside or is built from within, but also decentralize as much as you can to lines of business where products and services are being created and sold, where cash flows through, uh, and uh, th those are the very or, um, areas that are co uh, considered as um, revenue centers, and they produce cash flow, and they should be funding these changes. And, uh, of course, source of funding is crucial here. Uh, that's why I would love to see more and more organizational design consultants, coaches, and trainers sitting either within areas that produce revenue or balance appropriately and swiftly between cost centers and revenue centers, putting a coach within architecture department. It's A, a cost center, B, local optimized structure will trivialize and ridicule the whole essence of an organizational design consultant. Thank you, Gene. Um, with that, uh, I think we should close. Um, again, sure. thanks for coming, everyone. Uh, the Less with Gene and Pot. The Less with Gene and James podcast is available on the Agile Carpentry uh, Spotify channel and the Agile Carpentry and Adaptive Ecosystems YouTube channels. Gene and I also routinely post uh, these videos on our respective LinkedIn profiles. Uh, thanks again for your time and please subscribe. Thank you.